you're listening to the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast. Welcome back to the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast, the podcast where we explore the past, understand the present, and dream of the future. Today on the podcast, we have Gail Richards. So welcome to the podcast. Can you tell me a little bit about who you are and what you did before you retired and what you do now? Sure. My name is Gail Richard, and I was a speech-language pathologist, and I worked actually in Iowa in the public schools for a while, and then I took a job at Eastern Illinois University and was a professor there for 37 years and department chair for 14. Awesome. So what years were you involved in junior theater, and what was junior theater like then? Well, it was actually the 1960s and 70s, so I guess that tells you how old I am. Um, I think I joined in uh, elementary school, probably about first grade, and was with it all the way through high school, and then uh, kind of on and off through college, and then when I came back to work in the Quad Cities, I actually taught some classes with them. So um, I was involved for a long time with junior theater. It was uh, like a family. Um, Mm -hmm. we had certainly the adult staff with Mary Nicewander. She was just an incredible person. And then we had Marilyn Schultz and Leon Bradbeck as Showtime Mm -hmm. pal, Bonnie Gunther. And then the rest was a group of junior high, high school students who were the staff who did makeup props. And I actually joined the staff in junior high and was on the staff all through high school. And I actually did some of the teaching in some of the beginning um, creative drama classes. So it, it really was just a wonderful experience. Yeah, how did you get involved with junior theater? Oh, I think I always had a very vivid imagination and I was always organizing my siblings to do a Christmas pageant or doing the backyard shows where I'd invite the neighbor kids for a nickel. And so I think my parents decided that we needed to channel that in a more constructive way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So can you talk about the path your life took uh, after junior theater and how junior theater influenced that path? Sure. I think that... Um, When I was a speech language pathologist working in the schools, I felt that I was really um, good with what I did, but I loved sharing information and I had done some teaching at junior theater and really enjoyed that and knew that I could have a bigger impact on my profession if I was training the next generation of speech pathologists Mm -hmm. instead of just my own clients. And so I, I loved moving to the university level, getting my doctorate and being a teacher there, but then I also loved interacting with people, and that was part of junior theater, that you feel like you're having an impact, you read that audience, and so I started doing a lot of in-service presentations for practicing professionals and doing, I've probably done over 600 presentations around the country for people who work in the hospitals and the schools to help them know how to work with children who have developmental disabilities, like autism, language processing, and, and various syndromes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's amazing. So I know you went to Augie like myself, and can you talk about how your majors in theater and speech-language pathology went hand in hand? I actually discovered speech pathology because of theater. I was cast in the play Miracle Worker, and mm-hmm. I was just fascinated with the sign language and the story of Helen Keller and how someone could have such an impact on their life with the disabilities that she had to be so influential. And so then I did a theater trip to um, New York and saw Marilyn Matlin in Children of a Lesser God. And again, that sign language piece is actually what drew me to speech pathology in the first place. 
That's really interesting. Did Augie, because Augie now has a huge speech language pathology program, and we actually have, I think now they have a grad student branch. Was it like that when you were there? The undergrad program was very, very strong, and it was just an amazing experience to be able to do clinic, to work with um, little ones, to work with adults. Some of my most memorable clients were actually when I was a student at Augustana. They did not have the master's program, so you only could do the bachelor's level, and then you went somewhere else for your master's degree, and I am so excited that they have added the master's degree because it has always been one of the strongest programs mm -hmm. in, in the country, and I, as a faculty member at Eastern Illinois, um, we had the master's program, and I would always take an Augustana grad for my graduate assistant because I knew how strong they were and how much experience they had. That's so cool. So I know you spent your summers doing Augie Pitchfork Players, which I actually hadn't heard about before. I've done MBP, which is now the summer stock program that runs out of Augustana. But can you talk a little bit about what those summers were like? It was a, a little theater in Viola, Illinois, and we would commute to it. It was it was an amazing experience to just be able to do theater all day, every day. It mm -hmm. was intense. It was exhausting, mm -hmm. but we would we did four shows, two musicals, two straight shows. So wow. when you were doing um, performing the first one, you have lines, you have choreography, songs, dances, etc. But you're rehearsing the second show, you're right? And, and then you literally have about two days to tear down that set, put the next mm -hmm. one up, do a dress rehearsal, and you are performing the second show while you're rehearsing the third one. So it was it was a wonderful experience. And again, it's so intense that all those people become a family with you. Actually. Mm -hmm. um, I think Phil McKinley yes. was was very involved with starting summer theater again at Augustana, mm -hmm. and he was actually in school. He was um, ahead of me a few years, but he was actually in school, and I did some theater with him when I was in at Augustana. That's awesome. Yeah, I worked for Phil when I did MVP. I worked on his show, A Green River, and I also worked with Susie Holgerson, who must have been right around the same age as you guys. So. She was. She was. I'm trying to think. She might have been a year behind me, but she was also at Augustana when I was there. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, she's my painting mentor. Do you know what she's doing now? Um, I've been working with her at Circa 21 recently, so. Ah, uh, okay. Now, Circa 21 the person who started that, Dennis mm -hmm. Hitchcock, was actually my major professor. He was the head yep. of the theater department at Augustana. And so he was the one who started the um, summer theater, Pitchfork Players. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Can you talk about your time with the Minneapolis Children's Theater Company? Yes, again, wonderful to do it full-time. What an amazing experience. In Because I double majored, you had to do a cumulative experience in both theater and speech pathology. So in speech pathology, it was student teaching. And so in theater, I decided to do an internship and uh, Dennis Hitchcock had some connections in Minneapolis and got me an internship there. I was actually under John Donahue, who started the Children's Theater Company. And it was the, we were on quarters then. So it was the winter quarter and they were doing the play Snow Queen. 
And I was the stage manager for that show. And so sat through all the rehearsals. And then when it was in production, I ran every show called every cue. A funny story, uh, John Donahue was a stickler for doing everything the real way. And there was a scene that was like an outdoor uh, fire kind of scene where they warmed up and um, we're running the show and we the hay caught fire. And so I'm the stage manager and I, I hit the fire alarm. Thankfully, it was an afternoon matinee. It was all mm-hmm. school children. They are so well versed in a fire yeah. alarm. <laughs> so can you talk about how what you learned at junior theater helped you in your college career and as a professor? Sure. I think that um, the things that you learn at junior theater are to be poised, to think on your feet, to be articulate. And certainly every time as a teacher, I'm in front of a group for of students, of professionals that I'm speaking to, there's a credibility that is enhanced when you are very poised, when you are articulate, when every other word isn't like, you know, um, and so that confidence to get in front of a group and speak is really something that has served me well. I went on to serve as president of my state association. And in 2017, I actually was the president of my national association with 200,000 members and wow. presiding over that convention with 10,000 people and presenting in front of them in Los Angeles was just an amazing experience that I never would have had the confidence to do without junior theater. That's amazing. That is so many people. (laughs) So I know that you have your passions for SLP and for theater, and I know that you were on the Augie tennis team, but do you have any hidden hobbies, passions, or talents that not many people know about? I've always been involved in in those three things. I've kept athletics and theater and speech pathology going. And one, um, I'm a football junkie. I really love football. And one of the things I have done for 30 years now is I uh, travel with the football team Mm-hmm. For, with the radio broadcast. And so I assist with the radio broadcast as the spotter, which I'm not on the air, but I'm the person that hits the numbers so they can talk about specific people and looks for penalty flags. And if someone's injured on the sidelines, what's going on? So I feed them information that's so and cool. I, I've done that forever. But um, yeah, that's one of the things that in the fall, um, every Saturday, I'm somewhere for a football game. That's awesome. So who's your team? Uh, Eastern Illinois. And one of the things that people don't always realize is um, we've had some amazing people come out of Eastern. So Tony Romo, who was quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, now is a commentator for CBS. Sean Payton, who is the coach of the New Orleans Saints and won a Super Bowl. And Jimmy Garoppolo are all individuals who went through Eastern. And so I knew all of them and their families. And Sean Payton, one of the things I did at Eastern was I actually coached the women's tennis team. Sean Payton, when he was a student, would sit and watch our matches because he had a crush on one of my players. (laughs) Did you, were you ever in a sorority at Augie? 
I wasn't. Um, I was. Uh, I lived it in the, in Davenport, so I actually commuted okay. in, and so I would have speech pathology classes in the morning, eight o'clock mm-hmm. always. My theater classes were late morning, afternoon. Then I would go to tennis practice. Then I would go to rehearsal, and then I'd go home and do my homework. <laughs> that is a busy day. <laughs> yes, it was. We like to ask everyone this question. Um, if you could have lunch with anyone throughout history, who would it be and why? That's such an interesting question. I I, I actually have a couple, I think. One would okay. be um, St. Joan, Joan of Arc. And again, I played her, and it was probably the highlight of my acting career at Augustana um, to, to do Joan in um, George Bernard Shaw's St. Joan. But she had a commitment to something and believed so strongly in it that she gave up her life for it. And I think my motto has always been, and it's an Abraham Lincoln quote, if you're going to do something, do it well. And so when I commit to something, it's a hundred percent and I'm going to stand by it and see it through to the end. And the other one is probably Helen Keller. Again, because it had such an influence on my life and the direction I took, but she was so ahead of her time in showing, again, a woman with multiple disabilities and what an influence you can be on people. Definitely. That's awesome. So in your bio to me, you told me that you actually met your husband through a community theater production that you were directing. Can you talk a little bit about that story? Yes, um, I was a department chair at the time and we had our building was being torn down and we were in the midst of a new building and all of the planning that goes into that. He was actually brought in because they were building a new fine arts center. I mean, million dollar, 54 million with five theaters and he was brought in to design the theater spaces and classroom spaces. So we were both, um, we were both divorced at the time. We were totally engaged in 24 seven with our, our job as department chairs and the community theater had been after me to direct a show. And I finally decided I needed to do something for myself to get some time away. And I talked to him and said, you also need to do something for yourself. He uh, had been also done summer stock, had worked in theater, and then had gone into university teaching. So I, I convinced him to audition. He did. I cast him. And the he's a he's from New Orleans. He's a Southern gentleman. And so my job as a director was when everyone was done and left, I would have to lock up and then walk to my car, obviously. It's late at night. And he just didn't think that was appropriate for a woman. So he would always stay while I locked up and walk me to the car. And then we would talk and we just got to know each other. And so um, our first experiences when I was directing him in this show, and he will say, I've been directing him ever since. I love that. Do you, like what show was it and what role did he play? Um, it was called Over the River and Through the Woods. And it was a, a nice little family drama mm-hmm. about... Um, two sets of like the grandparents and then a young couple and the grandparents trying to influence the young grandson. And so it was just a a fun, fun show. Awesome. So back to junior theater, do you have a favorite junior theater memory? You know, my favorite thing um, was playing Showtime Pal. I Mm -hmm. loved that. And it was 
you put on that makeup and that costume, and especially in the summer when you would drive to the different parks for mm-hmm. shows, people would honk, and I, I could just take on a different persona when I was yeah. Showtime Pal, and it was so fun to go in front of the, the before the show and get the audience excited to sing songs with them, but to teach some theater etiquette, and I, I loved being Showtime Pal. That was just a favorite memory. Why are programs like junior theater important to support? I think that it is one of the activities that really develops the whole person. Um, Within athletics, you're getting a specific skill. But in junior theater, you are learning so many things. You're part of a team. People are counting on you. You have to learn your lines. You have to think on your feet in case something goes wrong or when you are doing improv in your classes. You have to be poised. You have to be articulate. You have to work with this group and you have to read your audience. You have to sense if you are having an impact. I think that it teaches so many skills that we overlook today. To be an effective speaker, it could be that you're doing it in service at your job, you're speaking at your church, you are part of a school board meeting. But I see so many individuals who might be interviewed, for example, some other professional athletes, who aren't grammatically correct and aren't very fluent in the way they speak. And it really compromises their message. I think people have more, you have more credibility as a speaker if you have that poise and confidence that I think junior theater gives kids. Definitely. What advice would you give a current junior theater student? I think to take advantage of everything you can, to really be part of the whole experience and understand that that intensity is something that will serve you well throughout your life. You don't have to become a Broadway actor. Um, The skills that you're learning there are going to serve you well in whatever profession you choose. I think there are so many professions that what junior theater instills in you is going to be an advantage. Awesome. This has been the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast. Thanks for listening.
Thank you. Bye. Bye.